Red alert, not a traffic one. Uh, We got one in Washington, D.C. The House of Representatives does not have enough votes to pass a spending resolution because of conservatives led by the House Freedom Caucus. Meanwhile, in the Senate, the Senate does not have enough votes because of Democrats. You got Republicans uh, loggerheads with Republicans in the House. You've got Democrats in the Senate fighting it. Uh, Bizarrely, this may be the most bizarre bit of it all. Uh, Dianne Feinstein in the United States Senate has released a statement from her office saying she's a no vote and at the same time saying she doesn't know. People die, accidents happen. Uh, This is what she told Fred Barrett of CNN on the impact of government shutdown saying she's unsure how she'll vote, even though her office says she's a no. Uh, Democrats have for years been telling us that you cannot shut down the government. The government is vitally important to our lives. The, The government is necessary, that people will die if the government does not operate on a daily basis. That is what Democrats have been telling us. And so now we've got this situation in the Senate where Democrats are saying that they may shut down the government. After years of telling us people may die if the government is shut down, they're thinking they want to shut it down. Their only saving grace is the Freedom Caucus in the House, which also apparently is causing problems uh, for Republicans when it comes to spending. Uh, they want some resolution. They they want some, oh my goodness, and now there's another, oh gosh, this is... Okay, we'll get to this one in a minute. Oh, mercy. Um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got to stop because this is just... So, Forbes magazine conducted an interview with Stormy Daniels, the, the adult uh, film star, about her relationship with Donald Trump. And according to her, Donald Trump would make her a uh, note. What is this? Um, I'm sorry. I misread this article here. No, no. It's not that she conducted an interview with Forbes magazine. It's that Donald Trump liked to be spanked with <laughs> Forbes magazine and also liked Shark Week. He would uh, was obsessed with Shark Week and would... <laughs> Oh, he was apparently obsessed with Shark Week and would make her spank him with the copy of Forbes magazine. Okay, back to the government shutdown. (laughs) Oh, just when the world can't get more absurd. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. So there are no votes for this bill in the House or the Senate. There are no votes. And they are scrambling desperately to to try to figure out um, what they can do. House leadership is right now at this moment saying that House leaders are going to hold the continuing resolution vote, whether they have the votes or not. Uh, They're going to put it out on the floor. They're going to see who opposes it. Democrats in the House don't want to vote for it either because of the immigration provisions that are not included. In the Senate, they don't want to vote for it because of immigration. So Democrats are willing to shut down the government over immigration issues. House conservatives are willing to shut down the government over spending issues, which seems to make more sense. Um, So we're kind of at loggerheads on both sides. It is a 
really bizarre situation. And of course, Democrats in the media have the standing rule that only Republicans can shut down the government. So it's very interesting to see a bunch of Democrats in the Senate coming out saying they're going to shut down the government. The reporters are having a real hard time trying to figure out how to play this because only uh, Republicans are supposed to be able to shut down the government, yet Democrats are taking credit for it. But no one's spanking them with a copy of Forbes magazine while watching Shark Week. That that that's all new one for me. Okay, so here's the here's the fascinating situation here. NBC News has a story up blaming the Republicans for a government shutdown, but Evan Rosenfeld who is an assignment editor and content producer for NBC, has just tweeted this out. Senate Democratic aides tell NBC News Democrats have enough votes to block the spending bill in the Senate and prevent Republicans from keeping the government up and running. So it's, on the Senate side, it's the Democrats. And yet the media is beside itself trying to blame the Republicans for this. Mike Emanuel from Fox, by the way, let me just read this to you. He's reporting two Senate Democratic sources tell Fox Democrats believe they've got the votes to block the continuing resolution. Um, GOP is going to need help from Democrats to break a filibuster. And the bill may be in trouble in the House first. So there's no resolution in any way, shape, or form here. And now what's going on with Dianne Feinstein? This is very interesting. You should understand. Dianne Feinstein, again, the California senator, she sent out a press release from her office saying she would vote against uh, the Republican spinning resolution and as a consequence shut down the government. But when confronted by reporters, she herself is saying she's not sure if she will, even though her office already said she would. She's not sure if she will. And the reason she's not sure if she will is because people might die. People could get hurt if the government is shut down. Oh, poor her. The reason that her office aggressively pushed this out ahead of her, and, and it is intentional, her office tried to get her out there in a position and she herself has kind of sabotaged her office's efforts. It's because Democrats in California have decided Dianne Feinstein is too moderate. Democrats in California have decided they have an opportunity to move radically to the left of an already anti-gun liberal like Dianne Feinstein. Now, Feinstein was never as liberal as Barbara Boxer, but she is definitely left of center when it comes to abortion rights, gun rights, everything else. Uh, Dianne Feinstein is very much to the left. But the Democrats have decided in California it's time for them to go off the deep end of, of progressivism, modern American liberalism. And so they are challenging Dianne Feinstein and they're challenging her from the political left. So her office is trying to get her out there on all of these issues as some sort of vanguard champion of American progressivism. So they rushed out there with a press release saying, hey, Dianne Feinstein is going to vote for a government shutdown. And then when reporters confronted her about it, because that's completely out of character for Dianne Feinstein after years of telling us Americans would die with the government shut down. Uh, turns out, nope, not necessarily. Not necessarily. She's, she, she, may still, she may still be for it. Uh, we'll see. Mm, goodness, they got to coordinate their messages better. So 
Will the government shut down? CNN has a shutdown clock up. We will keep you up to speed here. We've also got the adoption uh, legislation in Georgia. The, the Republicans in the Senate have scuttled uh, faith-based protections for faith-based adoption agencies. They don't think it's needed. They did do one good thing in the adoption measure, which may also get it killed because it's something churches want. Why is our governor so hostile to people of faith when it comes to adoptions and whatnot? I have no idea. We'll bring you the latest on that, the latest on Trump, and apparently the latest on people who want to be spanked with copies of Forbes magazine while watching Shark Week. This is such a weird news week already. If you're a longtime listener to my radio show, you know I've advertised for a mattress store that I've used a lot even before I was in radio. And with the rise of online mattresses, I've always kind of liked to go into a store, but my kid wasn't very happy with the mattress that she had in her room. Very, very firm mattress. And she was pushing me for one of these Casper mattresses because, well, you see them on the internet all the time and she knew people who had them and we actually got the Casper dog bed and our dog, Maggie, loves the Casper dog bed. Yes, you can get a dog bed from Casper. So we took a chance. And, you know, she likes it. If anything that will get her out of sleeping in her brother's room into her own room, I'm taking a chance on. And this is one of those things. And it worked. Um, So the Casper mattress, it is one of the newfangled mattresses that comes in a box to your house. You order it over the Internet. You get it into the bedroom. You it's sealed in this vacuum package. You cut it open and it basically sucks all the oxygen out of the room as it inflates. Um, and it, it's not an inflatable. It's just, it, it's vacuum sealed and the foam, all the oxygen comes out of it. And so it just, it grows, it swells. Um, you, you probably want to stand out of the room while it does it because it's sucking in all the air, but, um, it, it's, it's not quite soft. It's not quite firm. It's a good balance and it's comfortable. It really is. It's one of those new trendy beds, but it's a trend that actually works and people find popular. And my kid is totally sold on this. So, The other nice thing about it is unlike some of the beds out there that are like Casper, this one actually is very, very breathable. So not only do you get a good night's sleep, you're not going to get hot and sweaty all night long. And they also offer a couple other mattresses. Now, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural safety of your body. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that's not going to keep you up all night. So how do you get these? Well, there's a special offer for you guys listening right now. You get $50 towards a select mattress by visiting casper.com slash eric e-r-i-c-k and using the promo code eric e-r-i-c-k at checkout now remember it's e-r-i-c-k that's casper.com slash eric use the promo code eric for fifty dollars off select mattresses terms and conditions do apply a Delta 757-200 with 131 passengers on board as being forced to make an emergency landing at LAX due to mechanical problems. It apparently just took off from LAX, uh, headed back east, um, it appears to Atlanta. So we will monitor the situation here. Then um, that's just a little bit of breaking news that came across the transom as we go forward. I, I want to tell you guys... Uh, You have been very encouraging to me over this last couple of months. I've got less than 10 days uh, left at Fox and trying to figure out what the next thing is. And I got approached by some folks uh, who liked an idea I had, and we're going to go forward with it. And that is we are going to do a new video series 
on how families of faith get through a world without faith. How do you deal with your kids and social media? What you should know about Snapchat as a parent and Twitter and Facebook and getting your kids through social media. And what about work ethic for your kids? And should they work? What should they do around the house if you got new kids? And, and how do you raise your kids in a world that's hostile to your values and navigate them through the culture war and explain that to them uh, without being uh, it, without being a, a seen as someone who's just intolerant and, and you're going to get called intolerant anyway. So how do you deal with that? All of these issues. There are so many of them. Uh, how do you how do you leave the house? There are so many people of faith these days who want to just build a high wall around the house. Uh, you want to close all the blinds. You want to cancel the cable. You throw away all your your eye devices. Your cancel your cell phones, and you can't because. You know, you, you got to go into the world. You, you got to go out there to work. You got to go out there and, and build relations. Uh, scripture tells you to seek the welfare of your city. So how do you do that in a place that has no faith or is hostile to your faith? And so we want to explore these issues uh, over the next year. Uh, we will. This will be a, a web series. It will not be on TV, at least at first, unless it gets picked up. But we'll put it on YouTube and the resurgent and whatnot. Uh, we are calling it Family Matters, tentatively. And we're hoping to interview Lou Giglio and John Piper and uh, Rosaria Butterfield and great experts in their fields, uh, pastors and others, uh, to try to help you get the answers you need to raise your family in a world deeply hostile to your faith, increasingly hostile to your faith. Um, so if you want to get the details of the announcement, I'll keep you informed, but we have set up a keyword you can text, uh, faith. To three four five three four five. Text the word faith to three four five three four five. And when we are ready to announce the series officially and, and launch it, I will send you guys uh, the links on how you'll be able to get access to it. I'm very excited to do that. I am also excited by the WSB cruise. We're doing a listener cruise. If you've been gone and you're just coming back, we're doing a cruise for listeners. We're going to Monte Carlo and Rome and Florence and Barcelona, and my family is coming. You know, when I wrote uh, Before You Wake, one of the things I wrote is that it's important, I think, for families to travel and see the world and realize how big and expansive and interconnected the world is and build memories together and want you guys to build memories with me and my family. So stay tuned for details on this cruise. When we come back, what happened with the adoption bill in Georgia? Let's turn to the state of Georgia. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. So the Senate uh, today, the Georgia Senate did pass adoption reform and they stripped out the religious protections for faith-based groups, uh, which they shouldn't have done. And, and a whole bunch of you participated in uh, an action alert to try to get them not to do this. Uh, I will tell you why they did it, and I just I, I tell you that conservatives in this state remind me of Charlie Brown uh, trying to kick the football from Lucy. So here here's why they decided to go along with this. Conservatives in the Senate decided to go along with this instead of saying no. And it is because they have been promised separate legislation to address the issue. Now, why pull this out and put it in separate legislation? 
Well, it's very obvious this is an election year, so it is so Republicans in the House and Senate in Georgia can vote for it knowing the governor will veto it because the governor was going to veto it. Now, one thing that they did do that is good and commendable, and Casey Cagle deserves a lot of credit for this, is they have put in a provision that will allow individuals through powers of attorney to allow other people to take care of their kids without getting defects involved. This is being so badly maligned by really progressives that have the governor's ear. And it's unfortunate to see the governor routinely take the side of these people instead of the base of the Republican party. I mean, whether it is getting rid of, of um, protections for faith-based groups or now this, uh, Andy Stanley has come out with a very strong letter about this. So here, here's here's what the lieutenant governor has put in. It is a provision that allows people who are having trouble taking care of their kids to pass off their care to someone else or another group through power of attorney. There have been so many. This reminds me of when religious uh, freedom legislation is on the floor. They always talk about uh, people beating their kids and saying the Bible tells them not to spare the rod. So you're going to encourage child abuse. That's what they're saying uh, with this provision. It's actually a very good provision because it's used by faith-based groups many, many times. <clears throat> and the state of Georgia, defects has been stopping faith-based groups from using this. So this is just another example of why they needed to put the uh, religious protections in for faith-based groups, uh, and they were fools not to, but at least they're keeping this in. What happens is a lot of these faith-based um, crisis pregnancy centers, adoption agencies, and whatnot, they are contacted by poor people looking for help taking care of their kids or by families of drug addicts or people on hard times. And instead of going through the defects process, they enter into just a very simple legal agreement where they will take care of the kids through a power of attorney. They will find, for example, in some cases, a, a person in a church can volunteer to take charge of a child. And they connect through these faith-based groups. It's a very good program. And the state of Georgia has come in and shut all of that down. The state of Georgia is making it harder for churches to help families without involving the state. And we should want churches to be able to help families. And so Casey Cagle has insisted on this provision being put in in the Senate. David Ralston, the governor, are opposed to it. And the reason they are opposed to it is because there are liberal special interests who believe that churches should not be involved in taking care of kids without the state's involvement. They have a hostility to religious liberty for these faith-based organizations, and they've got a hostility to these faith-based organizations being able to do this through private contract rights instead of going through the state. So they're trying to shut it down. So at least the Senate has done this. We will see what the House does with it. I hope uh, the lieutenant governor plays hardball on this issue. So now back to the religious liberty. I've got some friends of mine in the Senate who were just berating me today to, to me on the phone over this action alert over religious liberty. They say it's unnecessary. I've gotten angry, angry emails from, from adoption lawyers saying it's unneeded. It is absolutely needed. <clears throat> the Obama administration 
on its way out the door, drafted a regulation that would have prohibited government funding, federal government funding, from going to child welfare agencies and states unless they preclude faith-based organizations from helping in foster care. The only exception was an exception they couldn't get around because of federalism issues, and that is if states had pre-existing laws granting faith-based protections to those religious organizations. So if your state has essentially a RIFRA for adoption agencies on the books for helping with uh, child placement and foster care, then the regulation wouldn't apply. If they didn't have that, then the it, you had problems and you couldn't get money from the federal government. So we know this is coming. Thankfully, the regulation didn't get enacted. The, the Trump administration withdrew it, but it was coming. And it will come with the next Democratic administration as the Democrats move further and further left. And so we need religious protections for faith-based adoption agencies. We absolutely need it. And we should have had it in this adoption legislation. But there's a reason the governor and the speaker don't want it. And it is because big businesses don't want it. And they are afraid that if they establish the precedent that adoption agencies, faith-based adoption agencies get this, well, then other faith-based groups should also get religious liberty. And so they stripped it. And it is, is very disheartening to see the Senate Republicans who have typically taken a very strong position on religious liberty uh, succumb and get rid of it. It was absolutely needed. And your Republicans in the Senate today failed you. And you need to know that you need it. Despite what the spin they tell you, it's not needed. Despite the spin that it's coming in a different piece of legislation, you need to understand however nice and friendly and kind and, and supportive and loving you have a relationship with your state Senator. He has failed you today. He has failed faith-based adoption agencies because he has voted to take out this provision and we have already seen that the Obama administration, they revealed their hand. They're coming for faith-based adoption agencies. And this could have helped prevent that. And they refused to do what they needed to do. And that's disappointing. It is 56 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Now, I've gotten some emails from you guys about the cruise. How, how do you get information on the cruise? Well, so the cruise, we're going to go to Monte Carlo. And then we're going to go from there to Antibes, France. And then we're going to go to Florence and Rome. Then we're going to go to Corsica, Majorca, and Ibiza. And then we're going to go to Barcelona. It's going to start on July 2nd. It's going to be a week cruise. Um, it is, it's going to be basically a Ritz-Carlton on the seas. Uh, you don't have to tip people. All your meals are included. Your Wi-Fi is included. Your drinks are included. They're even going to put a mini fridge in your room. You can tell them what you want them to stock it with every night. It's just going to be fantastic. Uh, me and my family, we want to build memories. Uh, we want you to come with us to build memories. If you want to go, text the word CRUISE to 345-345, and I'll send you the link um, to, the, to the travel store. 
as you can get information on the cruise. I'm so excited about this. Now, when we come back, we got to move on to other matters. Uh, the immigration issue, the, the Democrats and the Senate Republicans have a plan. They've got a veto-proof plan, maybe. This just in, House Republicans have a deal, no shutdown, coming from the House of Representatives. The Freedom Caucus has conceded some points to the House leadership in exchange for votes on defense spending in a separate piece of legislation. Uh, There will still be maybe 10 to 12 Freedom Caucus members who are going to vote no on the continuing resolution, but that's not enough. The Democrats in the House are signaling they're united against it, but House Republicans have enough votes to keep the government open with their spending resolution. Now, that forces all of this to the um, to the Senate, where Senate Democrats are saying they're not going to support this piece of legislation. Senate Democrats say they're still going to oppose it, um, and they're going to oppose it on the issue of immigration. So the government may still shut down. But what's key here is that Democrats were hoping that they would have House Republicans to blame. If this couldn't get out of the House of Representatives, Democrats would have House Republicans to blame and and the media would buy it. I mean, the general rule in the media is that only Republicans are capable of shutting down the government. Doesn't matter whether Republicans are in the minority or the majority. They are only ones who can be blamed for shutting down the government. Well, now, in this situation, that the, the Senate Democrats refuse to vote for the spending measure, and the House Republicans are going to vote for the spending measure. So the Republicans are voting to keep the government open. It's the Democrats in the Senate who are now blocking it. But some media outlets are still saying it's Republicans' fault because they won't give in to the Democrats. That's not really the way any of this works, but... They don't really care now, do they? So what's going to happen here? Uh, This is going to go to the Senate, and we will see if some of the Senate Democrats cave. Republicans are already pointing out that they're they're attaching uh, S-CHIP to this, the, the child health insurance program. I'm a big advocate of getting rid of S-CHIP. I, I don't think it's the business of the federal government to do this. Uh, and I know that makes me cruel and heartless, and it is appalling to see Republicans who have long opposed the program uh, now cheering on, uh, keeping it going so that they can use it as a bludgeon against Democrats. That's disappointing to me. Um, I, I, I just I don't think that S-CHIP is a program that the government needs. Uh, it's a program that states should do. But all that being said, Republicans are going to use this, and they're going to use it as a campaign issue against Democrats when the government shuts down, if it does. When the government shuts down, what they're going to do is run ads in Missouri against Claire McCaskill, Montana against John Tester, uh, North Dakota against Heidi Heiskamp, and, on, and, and West Virginia against Joe Manchin, and on and on they go saying that the Democrats voted against the child health insurance program. How dare they? The Democrats voted to shut down the government to benefit illegal aliens. How dare they? And it'll keep going. 
Nothing will change. And of course, the media will largely ignore this. The question, though, is do people in these states ignore it? And I'm not exactly sure if they will. We'll find out. That's what's happening in Washington, D.C. And you know what we really haven't talked about yet is immigration. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, here's the deal. Um, Lindsey Graham has a plan. The gang of six. Always, always be skeptical when you have a gang of anybody. What they're going to do is the plan I talked about the other day. They've largely released the outline of it, and they're pushing to tack this onto the spending bill to get this out of the Senate. They may not be able to put it on the spending bill, but they do have 62 votes for it. And that is important because 62 votes overcomes a filibuster. 62 votes gets this out of the Senate when some Republicans want to oppose it. Doesn't guarantee it'll pass the House, but if the gang of six does this, it, it, it may be able to get enough Democrats and some Republicans in the in the House to go along with it if they'll put it on the floor. Whether or not Paul Ryan does is another matter, but they may have the votes in the House as well. So what would it do? Well, it would allow dreamers to stay in this country and after 12 years give them citizenship. Um, they would have had to have proven that they were in the country by, I think, August of 2012 when the president implemented DACA. Um, and they haven't committed federal, they haven't committed all sorts of crimes. And they would be able to stay. If they've stayed here long enough, they've had military service, they got a college degree, they may be given instant citizenship. There would also be funding for border security. They would not build a wall, although they would fund the initial exploration of building the wall. They would also increase border security. On top of that, they would let the parents of the DACA recipients stay. Now, that's a big sticking point in the House of Representatives because Republicans in the House of Representatives don't want to let the parents stay. Let the kids stay, just not the parents, because the parents are the ones who really broke the law. They brought the kids over here when they were small. I do need to tell you as an aside, I've gotten some emails from listeners who were asking why I haven't talked about the man from Michigan who was deported after living here for 30 years. His wife and kids are here. Uh, I, I mentioned it briefly the other day, but why haven't I updated it to say he was a drug dealer and that's why he was deported? Uh, this item has blown up social media. It's all over Facebook. You know the story I'm talking about, I assume. Uh, there's a man who's been in this country for 30 years. He was brought over here by his parents. He did not come here by himself. He came here as a baby, and he knows no other country. He has always been here. He speaks the language, has a job as a taxpayer, knows the language, has never been to his native country. He has an American wife, he has American kids, and he's now been deported. The government is breaking up this family. And a story has circulated that this man is being deported because his crime is he is a drug dealer. That's not true. There is a different individual who has the same name, and that individual is the drug dealer. The man who's deported, seeing his family broken apart, he is not a drug dealer. So that is why I haven't talked about it. And this is the, the great danger of covering all of these stories now is, is the fake news component of it. There are so many people willing to believe things they see from their friends on social media 
They won't believe reporters in the room. They, they, they won't believe people who have sources unless you, you give names and social security numbers and blood types. But they'll believe the thing their friend put up on Facebook is true. And this story is not true. And I can't tell you the number of listeners I've gotten emails from who are angry with me. Because I haven't updated the story and talked about this guy's criminal conviction for drug dealing being the cause of his deportation. And the reason I haven't is because it's not true. But this is the day and age we live in. You've got to be careful about navigating things in social media. So one reason I, I, I do kind of think it's good that Facebook is going to start downplaying news items, even in your feed, if you put up news items, they're going to start downplaying that and, and instead uh, focus on what your friends are doing in, in your news feed. I think that's good because so many people are sharing news stories on social media that turn out not to be true. And people are really getting discombobulated uh, about lies. There is such a thing as truth. This is why it, it just irks me to hear celebrities like Oprah Winfrey and others talk about my truth and your truth. You know, there is such a thing as truth, the truth. It's not your truth. It's not my truth. It is the truth. Your truth may not be true. Uh, I just, I refuse to go down that postmodern world view. There is truth. And it is true that this individual was not a drug dealer. And it is a lie to say he was. It's 26 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. Um, <laughs> Y'all, it's just this this story, Stormy Daniels. I'm trying to avoid it. I really am. You know, let's focus on Amazon. Uh, Atlanta is in the top 20. Well, you know what's so crazy here is Governor Deal and the Republicans in the legislature oppose a religious liberty legislation because Amazon and, and the Hollywood studios uh, that do business in Georgia oppose it. Uh, on the list of 20 uh, cities that Amazon is considering, 12 of them are in states that have religious liberty legislation. 12 of them are. Just silly to me, just silly. By the way, if you want to uh, subscribe to my daily email where I'm keeping everybody abreast of this stuff and the action items like adoption and whatnot, and also get the podcast of the show, text the word show to 444-999. Uh, text the word show to 444-999, and we will get you signed up for that stuff. Also, we've got coming up the interviews with gubernatorial candidates in Georgia. And I will have more information for you shortly on that. I think they're all filled up now. Brian Kemp said to be rescheduled. We're going to do it on February 1st. I got to get to the people who already signed up for it. I got to let them know. So in any event, when we come back, the March for Life happens this weekend. And I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about what's going on. There is a big issue coming out of the Trump administration this evening as well. They are going to establish a conscience protection bureau within Health and Human Services. And the reason why is just like the Obama administration. One of the reasons we needed religious liberty in the adoption legislation is that the Obama administration wanted to prohibit states from working with faith-based entities for adoption and foster care unless those groups abandoned their long-held views on marriage. Well, the other big issue is abortion. And the Obama administration was working on regulations to force licensed doctors and pharmacists to perform abortions and provide abortifacient drugs, even if their conscience said no. 
and it is i think it doesn't get talked about enough in our society that there really is an ongoing war against people of faith uh, over these culture war issues that hasn't let up. And I do wonder if Republicans aren't doing enough to exploit this issue in 2018 and at least keep some voters home who don't want to hand everything over to the radical left. We'll talk about it when we come back. So I've got to go there. The topic that everyone tells you never talk about on radio. You know, there actually are topics um, that even conservative hosts on radio will never talk about uh, unless they are directly relevant to the news. And and there's, there's market testing and whatnot. And I tend to totally ignore many of those things because, you know, I talk about uh, faith and culture a whole lot more on my radio show than pretty much any other conservative host in America. Uh, and all the market research says never talk about that sort of stuff. You'll turn people off. And, I, you know, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, I think that if I'm interested in something enough that many of you will find it interesting. Uh, I try not to delve into it constantly or consistently on a daily basis. I try not to be preachy occasionally across that line, but I, I try not to do it on a regular basis. But there are some topics that you are specifically told never to talk about. Um, and not by your station per se. It's just known. I don't know who knows these things, but I, I have filled in for programs where I was specifically told, don't talk about religion, don't talk about abortion, and don't talk about guns unless they're in the news. Uh, don't bring them up. Well, uh, abortion is in the news uh, because the National Right to Life, uh, the March on Washington, March for Life is happening this weekend. And I got to tell you, I've got my syndicated column coming out tonight that is not in any Atlanta newspaper. <clears throat> It is in over 100 newspapers around the country, but not around here. Carroll County. Uh, God bless them. If you're in Carroll County, you can get my syndicated national column. Nonetheless, it is worth pointing out as we head to this March for Life tomorrow that the arguments that are being used by abortion advocates in this country are the exact same arguments as slave owners used to justify slavery. I mean, have you ever thought about this for a minute? Just listen to the arguments. It's my property. It's my body. Well, it, 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 surely it, they're better off on the plantation than they were uh, in the jungles in, in Africa. Surely uh, better off aborting them than coming into a, a world that doesn't love them and a, to people who don't want them. I mean, on and on and on the arguments go, and they are the arguments just slightly repackaged uh, of people who defended slavery. I mean, you just uh, think of think of the the big arguments for the defensive of um, defensive slavery. Think of the big arguments for the defensive of abortion. They mirror each other. Not only that, there's also a, a mirror of of the death cults from five thousand years ago. Back then, you sacrificed your kids for the rain gods. Now you got to do it for global warming. Back then, you sacrificed your kids for the gods of the harvest to ensure a good harvest. And now you got to do it to, to ensure that there's not mass starvation. Over and over and over they go. Oh, my buddy Fred just, just sending me one. 
what is this? Uh, oh, yeah, it, it's not a real person. That, that's probably the best one. That was the one I was thinking of. I, I'm hemming and hawing around here because I was thinking of that one. It's not a real person. Oh, and, and they can't feel pain. You know, that's what they said about the beatings. Uh, can't feel pain. Um, that's what they say now uh, about the 20-week abortion ban. Well, that's uh, they can't feel pain. Never mind what science says. Uh, science is a useful bludgeon against conservatives um, until science, well, contradicts your deeply held religious beliefs, which this is an article of faith for so many people on the left. On and on it goes. I mean, they repeat themselves. Um, the other thing is that it was people of faith who were the ones who really championed the abolition of slavery. Now, to be sure, there were some churches that got co-opted and made justifications of slavery in the same way the Episcopal Church has been co-opted to uh, justify abortion. But it's largely Christian voices out there who really stood up and said no. And we're seeing that again. And as a result, we're seeing this savageness toward people of faith in this country in a way we haven't seen before. Which, again, is why I advocate for religious liberty protections. The, the Trump administration intends to do something about this. They've announced this evening what they want to do. Out. So, e, Governor, e, Governor, I'm sorry, I'm reading a story about Governor Christie no longer allowed in the executive terminal <laughs> at the airport. Oh, so e, President Trump has ordered the Department of Health and Human Services to start putting in place uh, a, a department that will oversee and monitor the consciences of licensed pharmacists, doctors, and others in healthcare in this country. Because there is a growing movement on the left to force pharmacists to provide abortifacient drugs and to force doctors to perform abortions. And the Trump administration wants to monitor this and see what the problem is. They also want to go on and put in place some regulations that a future Democratic administration could obviously scale back, but they want to put them in place to say um, this is unacceptable. And they're going to start going after state entities that harass people of faith. Now, the reason people of faith are being harassed, whether it's on the, the same-sex marriage issue or the abortion issue or whatnot, has a lot to do with the fact that the left doesn't believe they can win the argument in good faith, so they have to shut everybody down. You know, there's a strain among white nationalists these days who wants to go, who supports Donald Trump and it just radically goes overboard in what they want to do, and they say, what is conservatism conserved? Why should we, why should people be conservatives? We need to be white nationalists or what have you. And, you know, what they're really pointing to is that liberals are on the march in this country, but they're on the march to change the social order because conservatism has actually functioned and conserved it. Uh, conserving things doesn't mean they stay the same. I mean, we don't want to still be in horse and buggies. Society does evolve over time and conservatism doesn't stand in that way. But one of the things that is deeply remarkable about conservatism in America is how even every societal win seems to be going in the opposite direction of conservatism, except the life cause. A majority of Americans are still pro-life. A majority of Americans still support regulations to curtail abortion in this country. Pretty interesting when you think, and why is that? Because I think people understand science, and the science says it is a person. That the object in your womb is not a clump of cells, it is a person, and people are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Conservatism wins on that issue. Science wins on that issue. 
And that's what people are marching for this weekend. Y'all, I'm delighted to welcome Casper as a sponsor of the podcast for the show. We're just now doing this. Casper is the first one, and it's one I've got a pre-existing relationship with. Uh, After years of supporting a particular mattress store, uh, my kid wanted one of the online mattresses, and it happened to be Casper. We had gotten one for our dog. Casper actually makes a dog mattress that our dog Maggie loves and uses regularly in our room, and Evelyn wanted one in her room, so we gave it a try, and she has been quite happy with it. So it's kind of become a guest room mattress as well. So we'll put people in there and everybody seems to like this mattress. It is a comfortable mattress. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. Now the original Casper combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface. It's breathable. It's not going to get sweaty at night. Like some of these foam mattresses out there you can buy on the internet. Casper has done it right. And they've got two other mattresses, the wave and the essential. The wave is a patent pending support technology to mirror the natural shape of your body and the essential is a streamlined design it's not going to keep you up all night worrying about the price of it these are good mattresses good quality mattresses and there's free shipping and hassle-free returns in the u.s and canada you don't have to worry about it if you don't like it it is a hassle-free return so how can you get this well you can get fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com eric e-r-i-c-k and use the promo code ERIC at checkout. Remember, it's spelled E-R-I-C-K. There's a C and a K. That's casper.com slash ERIC. Use the promo code ERIC for $50 off select mattresses. Terms and conditions do apply. It's 56 after the hour. Y'all, it, you have been so encouraging to me. Over these last couple of months and this idea I had about uh, doing a video series on raising the family in the 21st century. And because, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We didn't have any of that. Uh, And now your kids have easy access to pornography. You're living in a world that is increasingly hostile to your faith. You don't want to lose your kids to a world that doesn't have faith. What do you do? Uh, And I don't have all the answers, but I certainly know people who are experts in these things. And so we're going to do this series. Uh, It'll be a video series. It'll be available online. It'll be available at The Resurgent. Um, Partnering up with some people you would know from a um, TV show that used to be on A&E. It should be an awesome time uh, with their producers, at least. If you're interested, uh, for more information, when we release the announcement, text the word FAITH to 345-345. Text the word FAITH to 345-345. I can't wait to share the details with you when they come out. It should be a lot of fun. When we come back tomorrow, I'll have the latest on this government shutdown.